Good morning. Come on now. Who's excited to be in the house of the Lord? You excited to be here? It's a packed house. Man, it's always good to get together and worship. Thank you so much for coming out, hanging out with us today, and getting out in this cold weather uh, to worship our Lord and Savior. We also want to welcome everybody on our Ashland campus as well. They're having services there in person. And everybody online who snowed in, couldn't be here, you're watching, you're at home, stay warm, but hopefully the Lord will speak to you as well. Well, we're in part three of this series called Ecclesia, and we're asking the question, what is the church? Every single one of us has an idea when we hear the word church. And it can become from what you were taught. It can become from an experience. Some people think of a building. Some people think of a steeple. Some people think of hypocrites. Some people think of judgmental. You know, whatever mindset you have when it comes to church, this series was to jump in and say, but what does Jesus have to say about the local church, about the church? Now, we know that the church, the word ecclesia means called out ones. How does God call us out of this world? He calls us with the gospel. So watch this. If you have put your faith and trust in Jesus, you are considered the ecclesia, which is the called out ones, which it's called the church. Now, you are part of the big C church. Right now, all over the globe, we have people worshiping Jesus. We have people in all countries worshiping Jesus who put their faith and trust in him. You are part of that church. You're part of the brothers and sisters in Christ. However, the scripture also says that we are to belong to a local ecclesia, to a local church. And there are churches everywhere. How many did you pass this morning on the way here? There are local gatherings all over the place, up every holler, in every city. There are local ecclesias. And we have been commanded by God, watch this, to be part of that local church. And so for a lot of people, though, they say, man, I like Jesus, but I don't like the church. That's like me saying, yo, bro, you're pretty cool, but I can't stand your wife. Now, could you imagine that? Because we are the bride of Christ. And so whatever experience you had in church, whatever thought you had about church, what I was hoping to do through this series is really just let's just unpack it. And let's just see what Jesus has to say about his bride, about the church. I know we have preconceived ideas. We've had good experiences, bad experiences, wherever it may happen. But let's just open up our minds and say, but what do you have to say about the church? Now, here's what we know about the church. Jesus is the head of it. Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. We'll talk about that next week on our 16 year anniversary. Come on, that's gonna be exciting. Who's excited about our 16th anniversary? I am. It's gonna be amazing. Hopefully you can worship with us. But anyway, Jesus said, I will build my church. I will build the local body. I will build the big C church because he is the architect. He's also the foundation, that he has laid the foundation of the church. Last week we talked about what are some of the, there's tons, but what are some of the benefits of belonging to a local church? Now I know we have a lot of people who are transient. We have a lot of college students, you may be here for a year, two years, three years, four years, like me, four and a half years, hello, come on. That's how long it took me to, to get my degree in there. So whatever it is, but here's the thing, no matter, some of you are here for a job for a couple years, it's okay. You were still part of the church. You were still part of not the big C, but the local church. So I would encourage you, find your place. Even though you're transit, even though you're here every other weekend potentially, find the place that you can call your home church. And I said this last week, if this is not the place, then please find you a place. There's tons of great local ecclesias. When I say local churches around, find you a Bible-believing church and then use your gifts and talents to serve in that local church. And so he says there's some benefits of it. What are some benefits? Number one, when I give my life to Jesus, I get a new identity. We're living in a society right now where we're trying to redefine everything. What's a male? What's a female? Who am I? I don't know who I am. What's my identity? 
You see, when you give your life to Jesus, guess what happens? You now have a new identity. You have been adopted into the family of God. Welcome to the family. We're a messed up family. Come on now, none of us are perfect. But we are a family. You have been adopted legally into the family of God. You will find a support system. You will find support in the local church. You're supposed to find support in the local church because we are a family. And then you're cared for and protected. These are some of the benefits. When people walk out of your life, you need people to walk into your life. And that is the family of God. That's who we are and that's why we're here. The Bible gives all kinds of metaphors for church. It tells, talks about being a building. Being a building is a, is a temple. God doesn't dwell in man-made things. He dwells within us. We have the indwell. We are the temple of God. He lives within us. For instance, we didn't get up and go to church this morning. We actually brought the church to a building this morning. That's what we do. We bring the church because we are the church of God. He says we're a bride. We're the bride of Christ, which speaks of intimacy. He's the groom. He's the bride. He's gone to prepare a place for us, and he will come back to get us. He's going to prepare a place for us. We're the flock. We're the sheep, he's the shepherd, which means he is our provider, he's the provision of our life. He will provide for the flock, for us. The Bible says we're a garden, which speaks of the vine and the branches. Remember that we are a union with Christ. We are one with him. The Bible says we're a priesthood. Remember we talked about this. I don't have to go to a priest. I am not your priest. You don't have to confess your sins to me. You have direct access to God through Jesus. And because we have been clothed with the righteousness of Christ, we can enter into his presence at any time. But priests did not just enter into the presence, they served. They, have a, they had something to do in the temple, the responsibilities and duties. And today, I'm gonna focus on this word body, that we are the body of Christ, that we are connected to each other. And so with that metaphor, I just wanna walk you through Ephesians today. Ephesians chapter four, if you have your Bibles, you can go there with me. If you have your phone, I'm gonna use the New Living Translation. But I'm gonna walk you through this just walk through what is the body of Christ. So listen, whether you're transient, whether you're here, whether you are looking for a local church to raise your family, we have a plan from birth all the way through college for you and adults. We have a plan, we're gonna do our very best to help your family grow the roots down in Christ, love one another, grow with one another, so we can be a strong, watch this, local ecclesia. And that only starts at home with the family. That is a strong nucleus with the family. You give us healthy families, we have healthy churches, we have healthy churches, we can change the world. And so we have a plan, we wanna do that for your family. So if this is the body, you're about to hear today what it looks like to be part of the body, especially what we are striving for for this body. And if you're visiting with us today, you're like, man, I've never really been to church and I really don't go to church, this is my first time here, Kudos to you, man. Like, listen, we're gonna take you out to eat and build a snowman. Like, thank you so much for coming out in this cold weather. So just hang tight as we walk through this together. So what's a healthy body look like? What does a healthy church or local ecclesia look like? Well, Ephesians chapter four, let's go start in verse one. If you're ready to get started, so let's go. Man, you sound good this morning. All right, here we go. Verse one. Therefore, I, now who is I? This is the apostle Paul. This is I, the Apostle Paul. Look what it says. He's a prisoner. He's locked up in jail. Why? For serving Jesus. That's probably right now not gonna happen to us, but it could sometime in my lifetime be a problem for us, the way the culture and the world is turning. And so he says, I am serving Jesus, therefore I've been arrested. So while I'm in prison, I'm gonna write this to you to be the body of Christ. Look what he says. I beg you. 
This is the Apostle Paul on his knees. I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. A healthy body, a healthy local body of Christ or local ecclesia is number one right here. Is it made up of people who are truly saved? People who truly know the Lord, that they are truly, truly saved. Now, that word called, that you have been called by God, that's a Greek word called kaleo, which means that you have been called by name to go on a journey. That God has called you by name. The moment that you were saved, if you gave your life to Jesus, Jesus called you by name. You could have been at revival. You could have been at a church camp, at Sunday school. You could have been here. You could have been at some place. You heard the gospel. God does something in your heart. You couldn't explain it, but you knew you needed Jesus. At that moment, he kaleo. He called you. See, salvation always begins with Jesus. He draws you to himself. He called you by the gospel, and watch this. He called you by name, and you responded. You repented of your sins, and you put your faith and trust in him, and here's what he did. He adopted you to a family and says, now let's go on this journey. You have been kaleo. You have been called by God. You've been called by your name. And if a local healthy body is full of believers who are truly, truly saved. Now, why would I say that? Because we know whatever Jesus creates, the enemy wants to counterfeit. The Bible talks about at the end times is gonna come, at the end where Jesus separates the wheats and the tares. Between a wheat and the weed, you really sometimes can't tell the difference. So what happens, they grow up within the body. There's people who believe they are saved, but they're truly not saved. There are fake, phony Christians. In fact, we even see in the scripture that someday people stand before the Lord and say, wait, wait, didn't I know you? Didn't I do the things as they thought it was work-based? And he says, I never knew you, depart from me. That's why the Bible says, always examine your heart to make sure that you are in the faith. When you're truly saved, you will bear fruit. You can see, if you say you believe in Jesus and you've never been transformed and your life has not ever changed, then you don't believe in Jesus. You don't have the right belief in Jesus. Because even the devil believes. So you better make sure I have the right belief I have the right belief in him. So a local healthy body is a group of people who are truly converted, truly following Jesus, not fake, not phony, not, you know, just, you know, you know, have the Christian language. They're truly seeking after following Jesus. Now, here's the thing. I don't know that because I can't judge your heart and you can't judge my heart. But the Bible does say I can judge your fruit. And what comes out of your life, what the fruit comes from the root that's in your heart. And so if you truly have Jesus in your life, you will bear fruit to show that. Will you be perfect? Heck no, you ain't gonna be perfect. Are you gonna make, make, up, make mistakes? Absolutely, doesn't mean you're perfected. It means that I'm striving to be more and more like Jesus. And here's the thing, you know that. Don't be deceived. Because you can fake me out, you can fake your spouse out, you can fake your family out, but you can't fake God out. He sees your heart. So a healthy body is truly made up of people who are kaleo, who have been called by name, who put their faith in Jesus and they're living for him. Second verse. Listen to what he says. So here's what I beg you. Lead a life worthy of your calling. It's worthy because you've been called. You've been saved by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Here's the second thing. A healthy local body is made up of people who forgive one another. Who forgive one another. 
You don't have to raise your hand. Have you ever been hurt before? Have you been wronged? Maybe you're here this morning, are you still holding a grudge? Does someone, when you just hear their name, see their name, see their posts, see them on Facebook, scroll through Insta, that your blood just bulls? Is there something you're harboring in your heart towards someone? Because I will tell you, in this world, you will have trouble and you will be wronged. And it's sad, this is so sad. I hate to even say this to you this morning, but some of the meanest people I've ever met in my life claim to be Christians. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Whoever wrote that song is a liar because I've been hit with sticks and I've been hit with stones, but I'm still bruised by words. And how we'll harbor those and carry those with us. And the reason that we will not forgive this person is because for unforgiveness is a debt. Here's what unforgiveness says. You owe me, and most likely you can never repay me, so I'm gonna hold this debt over your head because it's the only thing I have to hold on to that makes me feel good. And there's so many people walking around today with anger and bitterness of something that really hurt, that was really bad, and a real experience to you. But you can't let go. Because if I forgive them, then they win. And here's what you need to know. Forgiveness is not for them. Forgiveness is for you. It's for you so that you don't grow an old, bitter person because I promise you, no one wants to be around an old, bitter person. And he says right here, so be gentle. Be patient. Humble yourself. The only way you can forgive is to humble yourself. He says, make allowances for each other. Listen, go ahead and make it in the bank. Go ahead and put deposits in because there's gonna come a day someone's gonna take a withdrawal from you and it's gonna hurt. And when they do, if you're not filled with the Spirit, you're gonna be bankrupt at that moment and you're gonna wanna hold that grudge. But I'm here to tell you, how many of you are so thankful that Jesus doesn't hold his, your debt over your head? So forgive one another as I have forgiven you. So for you to say, I cannot forgive, I'm just, listen, it's examine. You gotta ask yourself, have I truly been forgiven? Because if I truly have experienced the forgiveness of Jesus, then how can I not release and forgive those who trespass against me? So a healthy, not a perfect, a healthy local group gathering together are not people who are bickering and fighting, who are jealous because someone took my parking spot today, which I don't know if you can see your parking spot because it's covered in snow. Someone sat in my seat in my row today. But it's full of people's like, man, I can't believe I can't find a seat. Praise God that so many people wanna come in and hear God's word. I can't believe I can't find a parking place and have to park over in the parking lot and walk through snow. Can someone, so I get to walk through snow today. You see what I'm saying? When we are healthy in our attitude and spirits with gentleness, patience, and humility, listen, the invisible God uses the visible church to change the world. 
if we would just get healthy, we could change our entire region. And so we have to learn how to forgive one another. Here's the third one. A healthy body or a healthy local ecclesia is the people who are unified together. They're one. They're not divided, they are one. They are so unified together. We say this all the time, Satan is not afraid of a large church. Boy, he would tremble at a united church who was healthy with the same focus, same driven, same mission, same vision. Look what he says in verse three. So now, I want you to make every effort to keep yourself united in the spirit. Look what it says, make every effort. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. We strive here at Bear Life Church to make every effort to stay united around the main things. The main things. Jesus is the only way. He's not a way, he's not the best way, he's the only way. When it comes to salvation issues, we are united, we are one, this is it, it's immovable. We have people from so many different backgrounds and upraisings and different church and denominations, which by the way, all denominations are man-made, God did not make denominations. And so we have our thoughts, and listen, I'm so thankful for your upbringing, I'm so thankful, but the best interpretation of the Bible is not your pastor, not your grandparents, not your parents, but it's the Bible. So learn to study your Bible. Come a, a man and a woman, a student of God, getting in his word. Let the Bible interpret the Bible. He says, so keep unified in the spirit, building yourselves up together with peace. God wants peace. For there is one body, one spirit, as just as you've been called into one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and the Father of all who is in all, in all and living through all. Satan will do everything he can, he has, he's tried to divide our church. He's gonna do everything he can to bring division. We have to fight for unity and for peace. A healthy local church is a group who are unified beside the same call, same vision, same mission. We'll talk about that next week. Hopefully you can join us. As we walk this out together, this what? This journey that he's kaleo, that he's called us by name. And then if you skip down to verse seven, it says this. However, he has given each one of us, that's you. Now watch this, he's talking to you. He's given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. Do you know that the day that you got saved, you had a spiritual birthday in heaven, a spiritual birthday party, because you got born again? You have to be, remember John 3, you gotta be born twice, born of the water, but then born of the, again from above, that you had a spiritual birthday and God gave you a spiritual gift. Every person who put their faith and trust in Jesus has a gift, every single person. You may be here and going, I don't know what my gift is. I have a talent, I'm pretty good at this. Is that a gift, is it not a gift? What's the difference between a natural born talent and a spiritual gift? Every one of you who received Christ, you have a gift. Now look what he says in verse 11. Now these are the gifts, there's all kinds of gifts, the Bible's full, but Paul gives a couple of the gifts right here. Here are the gifts, here are some of the gifts that God gave to the church, or Christ gave. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers. So the question would be then, what is the apostle, the pastor, the shepherd, the teacher, the evangelist, the prophet's responsibility? Now look what he says. Everybody said, what's the pastor's job description? Well, here it is. The Bible tells me exactly what my responsibility is. Verse 12. To equip God's people. Don't miss this. My responsibility 
as the gift that God has put in within me, who has placed me in this local body and this part in the body, here's my responsibility, is to equip you. To equip you to do what? To do his work, not my work. You're not here to serve me, you do not come. In fact, I'm here to serve you. This is not some top, buck down, serve up organization. The church should be the only organization that turns it upside and I serve you. I serve our staff, our staff serves our team members, our team members serve you, you serve the body, the body serves the community, we change the world. The moment I come in here and demand you to serve me, you need to go find you another church. Because it's not my work, it's my responsibility to equip you so that you would what? Use your special gift to do what? to build up the church. Do you ever think that God wants to use you? And I know what so many people, man, God can't use me, I'm so messed up and jacked up, I've got so much stuff going on in my life, I don't even, man, I don't even know if I'm coming or going, like I blow it, I mess up, I got a temper, I'm hot-headed, I'm hangry, you know, I say things I shouldn't say, I, you know, all this stuff, listen. Then repent. But watch this, God will take a messed up group of people, unify them together to change the world if you'll use your gift. It says, it says these are the responsibility. So here's, here's a healthy local body is made up, watch this, of people who are serving and using their gifts. So here's my question, do you know what your gifts are? Have you found the place to use your talents, your gifts to serve Jesus through the local church? And if you don't, watch this, and if you haven't, don't beat yourself up. Don't sit and go, oh, man, I've been in church my whole life. I don't even know what's right. No, no, no. Listen, that's what the family's for. That's what your pastor and team is for. We're to what? Equip, help you, define that, refine that, get it in place. Find the place where you can serve. Use your gifts. Watch this. To build the body of Christ, God wants you to be part of it. I would go as far as say this. I would go as far and say, I believe God wants you to be part of this local body because you're here today. Like he's drawing you right here. And you may be sitting just checking this thing out. Maybe I just don't know. Find the place. When I was in college, I didn't get saved till I was a junior in college. Immediately after I got saved, I said, well, you know, I gotta find a place to serve. Within the next four or five months, I was teaching Sunday school. As a new believer, I've been saved six months. Then I was volunteer as a youth ministry. Then I became a discipleship 101 leader, started teaching discipleship. And then after my wife and I were married and we moved back to Sarasville, I was a volunteer full-time youth pastor. I taught Sunday school Sunday morning. I taught youth Sunday night. I taught youth Wednesday night. Why? I loved it. I was, had a full-time job, didn't get paid. It was all volunteer. For two years, I was serving our local church as a volunteer in a full-time capacity. I had no idea that God was ever gonna call me to be a senior pastor or plant a church. That's crazy. In fact, the day I, I told my wife God called me to ministry, the first words out of her mouth is, God is my witness. She says, you are too crazy to be a pastor. That's what, exactly what she told me, exactly. Thank you for your edification, honey. Thank you for encouraging your husband. But what I'm trying to tell you, I wasn't waiting for God to tell me to do something. I was doing something and God invited me to keep on, on a journey with him. So I don't sit and wait. Well, I just don't know till I hear from an angel above what to do. Get busy. 
Start finding the place. And as you go, watch this, you will discover those gifts and things and people will affirm it in you. The moment we went forward and said, God's called us into ministry, people came and said, well, what took you so long? I mean, what do you mean to me so long? I just found out, God just told me. Oh, we saw that from day one since you've been here. Why didn't you come tell me? Guess what the body does, it's to edify, it's to encourage, it's to equip. Because maybe someday you're not gonna be here for the rest of your life, or you're a college student, you're gonna go back home, and guess what? We can be your home away from home. So that you can go back into your local ecclesia and use your gifts and your talents. See, it's not just about us. It's about what God wants to do through us. So it's my responsibility to make sure you're ready and fully prepared spiritually and morally. That's why we say hard things, talk about hard things. Why? Not because we want to be mean. We don't go against the culture just to go against the culture to try to get canceled. We tell you that to warn you, to help you, to equip you, to prepare you mentally. When you go outside these walls, what you're gonna face is a hostile environment towards followers of Jesus. So this is the place we come and we're equipped, we're encouraged, we're, we're listen, we may get our toes stepped on, but we're gonna leave here in love going, but he, this is how he's equipped us to help us, to be a better dad, to be a better wife, to be a better husband, to be a better, what, whatever, a coworker, a roommate, a classmate, a teammate, a friend, how you love somebody, how you forgive someone, what just affects everything about you. So that's what we try to do every week is to make sure that you're fully equipped to do his work. 1 Corinthians 12, this is, I just wanna, I'm just gonna read this. There's a few here, but I'm just gonna read this here just so you can hear what Paul says about the body. Watch what he says. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up the whole body, so it is with the body of Christ. Listen, watch this. We're the body of Christ. Look what he says. Yes, the body has many different parts, but not just one. If the foot says I'm not part of the body because I am not a hand, does that not make it any less part of the body? Is that not hilarious? And y'all think the butt, this is so funny. I'm sorry. Paul is like blowing their mind here. Verse 16. If the ear says I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, I just wanna be an eye. I wish I was on stage, I wish I could sing, I wish I had that gift, I wish I could do whatever it may be. Like, you see what I'm saying? Listen, that's what he's saying. I don't, I, I'm not, I don't have the public gift where people see me all the time. But listen, there are so many gifts right now behind the scenes, without them, we would not exist. You just don't see them. Look what he says, verse 17. If the whole body were an eye, how would we hear? If the whole body were an ear, how would we smell, smell anything? But our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. I love that. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. Watch this, the eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The, hand, the head can never say to the feet, I don't need you. As a follower of Jesus, we can never say we don't need you because you're part of the body. Not only do we need you, we want you to serve Jesus through the local church. Verse 27, so all you together are Christ's body. Each of you, each of you are part of it. So my question is, are you doing your part? Are you serving and ministering in the body of Christ? A couple more real quick. A healthy body, a local ecclesia is made up of people who are becoming more and more like Jesus. We wanna be a healthy church, right? Are we becoming more and more like Jesus? Only you know that. In fact, if you want some feedback, ask somebody. Ask the people closest to you. Am, am I becoming more and more like Jesus? Am I growing and maturing in Christ? Look what he says in verse 13. This will continue. Equip those, he's called us. These are some of the gifts, the pastor, shepherd. 
equip those to use their gifts. Watch this. And do this until, look what it says, we all come in such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the fullness and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced by when people try to trick us with their lies so cleverly they sound like it's the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing every more in every way, watch this, more and more like Jesus, who's the head of the body, which is what? He tells us, which is the church. Are you growing more and more like Jesus? That when false teaching, false, fake news, false stuff come, you're easy, I know that's not true. I'm studying the truth so much, I know the truth, I know that's fake, that's false, that's not true. Are you speaking the truth in love or are you still immature with it? Are you growing in all areas of your life? You know which area you need to grow the most in. Are you growing in that area? What are you gonna do about it this year to make that area become more and more like Jesus? And then he says in verse 16, he makes, that's Jesus, the whole body fit together perfectly. Isn't that amazing? Because it's his. As each part does its own special work. You're special. In fact, look at the person beside you and say, you're special. Tell them, say, you're special. You're special. Now look back out and say, okay, then take me out to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like, take me some, give me some good food and pay for it. If I'm that special, I'm hungry. It's lunchtime. Probably be nobody out at the restaurants right now. Everybody's going to get in. You're special. Watch this. Watch this. Tell me if this is not a part of a church you want to be a part of. When everybody does its own special work, it helps everybody else grow. When you do what God's called you to do, you help not only yourself, you help everybody grow around you. Watch this. And so the whole body is healthy, growing, and full of love, which is the last point, is that a healthy local church is people who are loving one another. who are loving one another. In fact, love is the key to it all. Love is the cardiovascular system that carries all the oxygen and nutrients to all the part of the body. Without love, you will not forgive. Without love, you will not serve. Without love, you will not strive for peace and be united. Without love, you will not be patient. Without love, you will not be gentle. Without love, you will not have humility. Without love, you will not serve. Without love, you will not discover your gift. It is the necessity of a healthy body. As he says this, look what he says in 1 John 4. If someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer. Now he's not saying he hates you. It's just a comparison that you do not serve them, that you don't love them. If you say you hate the fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? And he has given us this command. What command has Jesus given us? You want one command as a follower of Jesus? Look what it says. Those who love God must love their fellow believers, your brother and sister in Christ. And we could go on and on and on in practical ways to do that. So here's what we're gonna do. So here's the invitation today. One, 
at Ashland, at Moran. Thank you guys for coming. Came out here in person. I hope the Lord has spoke to your heart. I hope he's edified you, built you. I hope he's either confirmed in you your next step. He's made you curious of your next step. or You already know. But here's what I want you to do. They may not be enough in front of you is a next step card. If you have that, would you grab it? If you don't have one, if you grab your phone real quick, if you will text the word next to this phone number I'm about to tell you. If you're watching online, maybe you're sitting there watching online, just this, this is the word next to 606-268-9436. I'm, I'm, I'll do it one more time. Just text the word next. And all that shows you is gonna show you the next step card for you to think about and pray through. Some of you got them right in front of you. You can grab it. If you don't want, if you want a digital one, I'm gonna give it to you right now. Just grab your phone and text 606-268-9436 and just type the word next. Now, the reason I say it is because it's gonna show you what's potentially your next step. In front of you is this card and here's what it says. Today, I'm gonna become a follower of Jesus. Maybe that's your next step. Maybe you've been coming for a while, you've been going through the motions and you realize I'm ready to nail it down, I'm gonna follow Jesus. Maybe your next step is say, I'm ready to jump, jump in community and join a life group. Now for this season, we do have groups that meet, but for this season of life groups, we're meeting together at family nights coming up here in February. It's on Wednesday nights from seven to eight. We have family nights, we study the Bible together. It gives us a way to do, we're really excited about this, this uh, semester. But that's gonna be our family night life groups. And so maybe, hey, I'm, I'm ready to be part of studying the Bible together with somebody. Maybe you realize, you know what, I don't know what my gift is, but I'm willing to serve at least a little bit of time that I have. We have some that serve on Sunday. We have some that you can serve through the week. We have some that's remote you can do on your own schedule. We have a prayer team. Every time you submit a prayer request, it goes to all of our staff and goes out to all of our prayer team where someone begs God on your behalf. That is part of the body serving the body. If you are a prayer warrior and you love to pray and God moves through your prayers, you definitely decide to be on the prayer team because we want you praying. See, see, I'm saying there's so many different ways, there's so many ways that you could do this. Maybe you say, you know what, I really don't, I really kind of keep church to myself. And even though your relationship with Jesus is personal, it's never called to be private, ever. And now you're gonna have bonus to use your gift to invite people. Maybe you're very personal and you just love and you never meet a stranger. This is a great opportunity. I mean, every single person that comes out at Kroger and Walmart to bring my wife's pickup to her, she is on them. She is giving them cars. She's inviting them left and right. I mean, they'll have like a stack. Ma'am, you invited me last week. Here it is again. You're going to keep coming until you come. And what's such a blessing about that, my six, my seven-year-old, we asked him to go pick up some food for us, and he came on and said, hey, I found a card, and I, I gave it to the person, his name was it, and I've already given him one, like they're fighting who's gonna give the cards to you, why? Because I wanna invite people, maybe you say, no, I'm gonna commit to invite people, watch this, to my local church, if this is your local body, to my local church, and then maybe it's like, man, I have no idea, dude, all this church stuff is new to me, I've had bad experiences, good experiences, I don't even know what church is, I'm just here, I just need like to talk to someone to help me take me through a next step. I just wanna like talk about maybe some places to serve or maybe that you like to have a text or phone call. Maybe you wanna meet with somebody right now in our next step area, you can do this. We're here to serve you. The mission of our church is to, watch this, help you follow Jesus so that you can ultimately experience an abundant life, a full life. We love the message paraphrase with that verse, a better life than you've ever dreamed of. 
And I'm telling you, when you're loving and you're serving and you're growing and you're maturing and you're becoming more like Jesus, no matter what the world throws at you, that will make your life better. And that's what we're here. That's what we want to do. And so you find your place. You can drop this off at one of our team members on the way out. If you want to drop it off, you can text again in case you missed it. 606-268-9436. Text the word next and we'll send you one of these next step cards. So I'm gonna ask you just to bow your head before we leave. We're gonna pray together. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for coming out and worshiping with us today. Thank you for all the team members who are serving today. They didn't come to the, to the experience that we just had, but they'll, they'll catch it online. They love you so much, they wanna serve you by allowing you to be here, by teaching your kid about Jesus on their level. Thank you for the team that got here and salted the sidewalks and our facility director who spent all day yesterday trying his best getting the snow out. See, people serving you. Let's be part of the team. We wanna help you in any way we can. And because I'm an evangelist, <laughs> I'm gonna share the gospel. Maybe again, you are here and you've never put your faith in Jesus. I beg you, if he is Kaleo calling you by name today, give your life to him. Don't run from him. Don't wait till you get perfect. That's the, that's the problem. You'll never be perfect. Jesus says, come on this journey and we'll walk through this together. How do I do that, Pastor? Well, the Bible says, if you'll confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So right where you are, you can repent of your sins and say, Jesus, I believe, and you put your faith and trust in Jesus. And if that's you, man, come on, let us know. Let us know. Go to the next step area or grab that card right there and just say, today I gave my life to Jesus and just drop it off. Let us know so we can celebrate with you. Father, we thank you so much for gathering as a family, worshiping you. I pray that the praises of our lips have reached your throne. God, that you see our hearts and our motives that we adore you, that we love you, we honor you, and God, we wanna worship you. God, you did not bring everybody of all of our campuses here today, and even those watching online, just to hear a sermon. God, I pray that you brought them here to confirm in their heart to realize they are part of the body of Christ. And if we wanna be healthy, and if they wanna be healthy, and if I wanna be healthy, then I use my gift, not for myself, but to serve you by serving the people around me. God, I pray that we will become a healthy church with healthy families that changes broken communities because the only hope of the world is you, Jesus. And you've commended your bride your flock, your garden, your priest, your family, your body, to love one another so that when the world sees our unified love for one another, that they will prove that we are your disciples. And that's our heartbeat and that's what we pray. We love you, Jesus. In your name we ask and we pray. Come on now, and everybody say, amen.